breast cancer. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they removed the boobs. Good as new. Fuck yeah. They even offered her new boobs. That's what I said. I was like, okay, mom, here's where we make our money back. Now we're cooking with gas. Let's talk about it. I was excited for her. I wanted to help her pick some out of the catalog. I was like, let's get you a set of juicy nasties. Here we go. Now's your time to shine. Let's get you some ones with the crack down the middle. Here we are. I was excited for her. She didn't even want them. She was like, no, I'm fine. But they were included in the surgery. Insurance was going to cover it. I was like, shit, I'll take the tits. No one else wants them. Perfectly good set. Fucking fix my ass up. All I'm trying to say is ask the other people at your table if someone else wants your fries before you tell the waitress not to bring them. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the OK Vibes podcast. Tis I, your host, Justine Monique, back at you to go over another blog post from the OK Vibes blog located at okvibes.wordpress.com. And I do hope you enjoy that little intro into the show to get y'all started, hopefully get you excited, and a little hint to the topic at hand. (laughs) That clip came from the YouTube channel of Miss Laura. I think that's her name. I might be saying it wrong. (laughs) It's either Lara. It looks like Lara, L-A-R-A, but you know, people pronounce their names different and stuff, so I can't tell you too much. And then Beats. So I'm going to just say it's Lara Beats. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I am going to put a link in the show notes so that you can go back and hell determine for yourself how you think the name is pronounced. Cause I'm not sure, you know, I'll know I struggle sometimes with pronouncing things, <laughs> but anyhow, we will be getting into my blog post published on September 23rd, 2019 titled push up bras. No, thanks. Let's get into it. Push-up bras? No thanks. Whenever I've shopped in store for bras, there's always only or mostly push-up bras for the size I'm seeking. I initially thought I was a 34A, then 30B, but I'm now settled on a 32B, which in itself is hard to find. There's never a shortage or absence of 34Bs. As a lifelong member of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, I don't appreciate the assumption that all of us less blessed gals want to have bigger breasts and will, therefore, buy into the illusion, literally. My teenage self thought about stuffing but heard horror stories that involved bra stuffers being publicly exposed. I feared that. Plus, I couldn't find a stuffing method that would make my bust area look natural. Who knows how much time I spent in the bathroom mirror using toilet tissue and socks, fantasizing about having the perfect boobs. I was so insecure about my body, and it didn't help that most of my friends had boob meat for days. It was hard to deny that I wasn't getting a lot of male attention because of it, which made me feel less attractive. Once I hit my late teens, 
I bought and tried some pills that were supposed to naturally grow your breast. Either the bottle I ordered was a dud or the pills were placebos produced by scammy bastards preying on insecure females. I was scared at the thought of going under the knife for some fresh hooters and also knew I couldn't afford it. The pills were my last hope. And yes, I did try doing those bust increasing exercises. Spoiler alert, didn't work. Today, I can say with 100% confidence that I enjoy my cupcakes. This was a term a former partner had dubbed them and have zero desire to get breast implants and own a push-up bra. I don't even like heavy padded bras. I try to live honestly and wearing bust enhancing accessories conflicts with my self image. I know some people believe wearing makeup is false advertising, but wearing a push-up or heavily padded bra is more so since makeup is removable, permanent makeup aside. You can't truly know what someone is working with on top unless you face them totally naked. Which begs the question, why do retailers and producers of intimate wear feel the need to subtly pressure those of us that aren't top-heavy into being so? I'm not suggesting to ban push-up bras, but have an even mix of that sort with lightly and or zero padded bras for all sizes. I'm also not trying to shame anyone that wears push-up bras or heavily padded bras. Do what you feel, as long as it's not hurting anyone. I also understand that certain professions require push-up bras for aesthetic reasons. Luckily, there's plenty of online retailers that sell the type of bras I seek, so I never have to shop for bras in store and feel the aggravation of lacking in that department. It's already hard enough to find a bra that's a shade of nude for me, a chocolate-toned woman. At least Target has the right idea. We'll see how I fare once my tatas start to sag. So I gotta say, y'all, clearly, because that was published years ago and things have gotten so much better, especially when it comes to the color options instead of nude <laughs> being only for those with lighter skin tones of the mostly white variety, okay? Finally seeing some damn bras closer to my skin tone and underwear, because damn, it's just so wild. It makes me also think of Band-Aids, if y'all have ever noticed, and I did not know this until I was an adult, I swear, that the reason why the standard Band-Aids are, you know, the bandages, I know Band-Aids is a brand, but everybody calls them Band-Aids, you know, even if it's a fucking generic store brand. <laughs> but the bandages, the little stick-on bandages, that fucking beige color, apparently is supposed to be a skin tone flesh color. I did not know that until I was a dog. I just thought, oh, it's just fucking color they make them and that's it. Not realizing, damn, this seemed like uh, this might be some subtle fucking racism right now. <laughs> like, damn, the only thing you think about when you're creating a bandage that people could use is a white person and how it should match their skin tone. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure y'all know this already. All white people aren't even the same fucking shade, fucking skin tone. So what the hell? <laughs> it's just really strange to me. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. The point is, I'm glad to see more of a color selection now but the size thing is still a thing I haven't shopped for a bra in store in many years probably since that post actually which is um what prompted me to even put that in there so I remember just casually shopping at the mall and thinking oh let me go check out the intimate section maybe I'll get a couple bras but no it was a failed attempt nothing was there because again I just I'm not comfortable wearing push-up bras and stuff I'm just I'm not really with all that I I'm the type of person that is I'm not into being the center of attention 
And I feel like if I were to wear a push-up bra, that that's what I would be doing, especially for people that know me. It's like, Justine, where the hell did that come from? What are you doing? What are you doing? So no, I don't, I don't need all that type of action. It's unnecessary. So anyhow, it's, you know, it's gotten a little better, but then it got me thinking recently and I knew a little, but I didn't know a whole lot as far as like the history of bras and the evolution, because when you watch those period pieces, you see the the corsets and all that. But then I was like, well, what happened between the time of the like corsets and then the damn, what was it, like the 50s where they got these little cone-shaped damn bras was just, just giving Madonna in the 90s, you know, if you know, you fucking know, right? <laughs> but I was like, what, I mean, when did we even start wearing bras? Like, when did somebody say, girl, you better cover them things up? I just want to know. I was just curious. Like, how did this whole thing even come about? Because if you don't know, if you don't wear bras, and I'm talking about the quote-unquote standard bras with like the underwire, the cups and all that shit like that, the adjustable straps. They are not that comfortable, y'all. They are not that comfortable. And I have to give a lot of credit to my eldest child, Jay, who's been on the show multiple times. This child does have breasts, barely wears a bra. And I, I'm just like, damn, you're so brave. <laughs> you're so brave. Because for me, I could never think of that not being an option unless I was home. You know, it was okay. And even when I was home, because usually I was with other people, you know, growing up in your household, it was like, nah, you better be covering them things up. We don't need to know you have nipples. We don't need to know. We don't even need to see them things moving around. You better put a bra on. So... I think that's pretty cool that my child is like, nope, we freeing these nipples. I'm not going to be uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. I understand why people keep wearing them. I get it. Trust me. I've been on a search as of late for a more comfortable bra situation. And I, you know, start getting to some bralettes. They are comfortable. They don't completely look flattering under certain tops. But, you know, what do you, what do? You're going to do, you do what you got to do. I just know when I get home, as I know friend or two of mine do they get home they're whipping that damn bra off after a long day you know <laughs> if they've been at work or wherever it is they've been all day where they might feel like they got to put a bra on they ripping that shit off once they get to the home base because they are not that damn comfortable they're just not they're not but anyhow just back to the whole thing about the history of bras and how they came about and whatnot I decided, as y'all know, I like to do because I'm curious and shit. Stay curious. That's how you keep your brain fresh, learning new shit. I started doing my Google search. You know, I started doing that internet search, hitting that Bing, but mostly Google. This is not a free advertiser for Google. It's just, <laughs> that's the main place I go to. I've used Bing as well, but Google's just the go-to, you know, it's the OG. It's the standard, you know, you just can't help it. Who the fuck doesn't use Google? So that's where I go. And the first thing I was looking for uh, initially was just, I just put in history of the bra just to see what would come up. And it, I, after, you know, click through a bit, I saw this place and God, I might mess this name up. So forgive me, but to, oh God, I don't know, I say, I don't know if it's Tamima or Tamima. I don't know. I'm going to say Tamima. Uh, this place is Tamima's blog, lingerie and underwear expertise. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And it's located at herroom.com. And I will put a link in the show notes so y'all can go back and check it out. And the title of this particular post on the site is The History of the Bra, a timeline, which was published on February 1st, 2019. And it has some graphics included in here just to give you a picture of things like corsets and there's even like this early, uh, what appears to be, I don't know, some kind of artwork. I don't know. It looks like it's made of a mosaic 
back from the uh, ancient Greek times. But yeah, I invite you to go read it again. The link is in that show notes. I always put links in the show notes, so go check them out. There's even going to be a link in the show notes for that clip that's kicked us off on the show after the theme song, which I want to know because I I haven't heard anybody say anything about it, which is starting to make me wonder, damn, y'all don't like my theme song? (laughs) I want to know, what do you think of my theme song? You know, because if you think, you know, you have some ideas about it, who knows, I'll consider it and maybe tweak it or something like that because, you know, hey. It'd be, you know, it would, I would feel like it would suck if you're listening to a podcast and, you you know, you're not really vibing with the theme song. You know, my whole point with it is I've always just liked the theme song. I was recently talking about this with a couple of friends about how with TV shows and things nowadays, I feel like there's not any, like, memorable theme songs like when I was growing up because I am a child of the 90s. And just getting hyped, like how you would get so hyped for a show you're about to watch because of the damn theme song. It gets you in the groove, you're just dancing, it was just making you feel good and pumped up for the show, you know? Even commercials, like all these commercials with their jingles and shit, it was so cool. And I, I feel like that's missing now. And again, I don't watch as much TV as I used to. But when I do, I also feel like there's a lot of rocking ass theme songs like that. Even though I will give credit to Agretzko. I don't know if anybody watches that, but I'm a huge fan of that show. It's in its fifth season right now. It's on Netflix only, as far as I know. And that theme song gets me going. I love it. So if y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about, look up Agretzko. That is A-G-G-R-E-T-S-U-K-O. Look it up. Look her up. Get to know her. Anyway, let's get into the history of the bra, a timeline. The history of the bra, a timeline. Over the centuries, the bra has come a long way from where it began to where it is now. In this post, you'll learn all about the origins and journey of this sexy and supportive lingerie staple. First of all, who invented the bra? Some historical accounts credit one person with inventing the bra, but in reality, the bra hasn't had, wait a minute, hasn't have, I'm sorry, that says doesn't have, (laughs) just one inventor. Over the centuries, bra design has evolved from concept to concept and design to design to become what it is today. Bras have been adapted and influenced by fashion, culture, and sexual taste of the times. From the bandeau-like strips of cloth worn by athletic women in ancient Greece to the classic underwire bras we know and love today. Um, I'm going to have to sidebar, take a pause from this. I don't love fucking bras. I think I made that clear (laughs) earlier. So when they say we, that is not including me. All right, let's continue the sentence. The bra has gone through drastic changes over the course of history. And before I continue... I don't, I probably should have looked up how to say this first. I know y'all are like, come on, Justine, get more prepared. Fuck it. I do this shit on the fly a lot of times, so relax. So I'm trying to keep it fresh with y'all. Um, I don't know if that's pronounced bandu. Bandu? I don't know. I just say bandu. I don't fucking know. It's probably not even how you say it, but y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, let's continue. The evolution of the bra, a timeline. The over 100 year modern history of the bra is full of twists and turns. Here's a look at how the bra, or brassiere, as we know it came to be. 16th century, the rise of the corset. The Erlene, Erlene, what the fuck? That's some country bitch's name. Sorry, y'all. The early 1500s marked the arrival of the corset among women in France. 
It grew in popularity as an undergarment that helped give women what was considered to be the perfect figure, the inverted cone shape. At this time, most corsets had a long piece of wood or whalebone sewn into the casing. The early corset pushed the breast up and together, causing the tops of the breast to spill out of the tops of dresses for a shelf-like bust effect. The corset would live on as a popular woman's undergarment for nearly four centuries. 1889, the split corset is created. French designer Hermène Gaudier, I might be not saying that right, cut a corset in two, creating two separate undergarments. The top section supported the breast by means of straps, while the lower piece cinched and shaped the waist. 1907, the name brazier is coined. The word brazier is first coined by American Vogue, referring to the top section of Hermine Gaudier's split corset. By 1911, the word was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. 1914, the first modern bra is invented. New York City socialite Mary Phelps Jacob invented and patented the first modern bra using two silk handkerchiefs and a pink ribbon. Also called the backless bra, her invention was lightweight, soft, comfortable, and naturally separated the breast. She eventually sold the patent to the Warner Brothers Corset Company. 1918, the fall of the corset. Interestingly enough, World War I caused a steep decline in corset use in the United States. The U.S. War Industries Board asked women to stop buying corsets to free up the metal for war production. Reportedly, this saved about 28,000 tons of metal, which was then used to create two battleships. Women were also entering the workforce in great numbers at the time, and the stiff and constricting corset wasn't considered practical or appropriate to wear to work. 1920s, the bandeau bra. Oh no, the bandeau trend. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, I am fucking up reading today. Smaller chested and slender figured flappers took over the fashion scene during the Roaring Twenties. And instead of corsets, they opted for tight bandeau tops that flattened their breasts and gave them a more boyish silhouette. 1930s, cups take center stage. In the 1930s, brassieres became known as bras and production had ramped up considerably. It was during this time that S.H. Camp and Company created the first cup sizing scale, which correlated the sizes of women's breasts to different letters, resulting in the A, B, C, D scale we still use today. This allowed bras to evolve from one size fits all to a better fit. Other new innovations added to bras in the 1930s included adjustable straps, padded cups, and hook and eye closures. 1947, cleavage takes shape. In 1947, Frederick Mellinger, the man behind the famous brand Fredericks of Hollywood, introduced the first padded bra. About a year later, he released the first push-up bra. This changed the face of fashion and what was considered sexy for years to come. 1950s, the birth of the bullet bra. Following World War II, bra manufacturers began creating bras using different fabrics, colors, patterns, and shapes. It was during this decade that Hollywood starlets like Patti Page, Marilyn Monroe, and Lana Turner popularized the cone-shaped spiral-stitch bullet bra. 1964, the Wonder Bra is invented. Designer Louise Poirier 
from the Canadian company Canadell created the first ever Wonder Bra in 1964. Although it was created in 1964, it wasn't widely popularized until the 1990s. 1977, the sports bra is invented. As fitness became more popular, women needed a bra with more support. This is when the first sports bra, called the jog bra, hit the scene. 2009, the memory foam bra makes an entrance. The smart memory bra, the first memory foam bra, was created in 2009. The cups of this bra are made from high-tech memory foam that conforms to the shape of your chest and reacts to body temperature and moves as you move. I hope y'all enjoy that and learn something about the history of the bra. So here's the thing, too. my I understand it's a timeline, you know, that's what it's called, but I wish... It, that post would have touched on what were women doing before that? Like, were they, you know, what the fuck were they doing? <laughs> like, what were other people doing in other parts of the world that were less industrialized? Like, were they giving a fuck about a bra? Did they have some equivalent? You know, did they have some homemade pasties? You know, they were just slapping dried mud on their breasts. Like, what was going on there? I don't know. But <laughs> I wish I would have known a little more about that. But I did do some other research, and I don't remember exactly which sites, you know, I was on, but some of those places pretty much said women just didn't do no fucking bras, you know, it just, it just wasn't a thing. Um, so I, I can imagine I could do a little more digging on that, but either way, that's freaking that. So then I got to thinking about, you know, boobs, because that's one of the many nicknames for breast. There's so many different names, even, you know, people just make up shit on the fly and everything. But of course there's some common names, you know, if we want to Pretty much, if you want to think about keeping it simple and all that, you know, it's just like titties, titties, boobs, boobies, all that. You know, mammaries. I don't really hear people say that one so much, but <laughs> apparently that term does exist. And because there are so many damn names for breasts, I was like, okay, like, does somebody actually take some time and compile a list about this? Because I'm curious. Surely somebody's done this because why? It's the internet and somebody's done something at least a thousand fucking times already. So I did my search for like list of names for boobs <laughs> and I got this website called Curvy Kate and I was like, oh, Curvy Kate. So apparently um, they also have a UK version of the site as well. But I'm on the U.S. site, so they have this post titled 100 Words for Boobs that was published on December 6, 2016. Now, I don't know if I should be reading the whole entire list, but you know what? Maybe y'all are curious about hearing about these names. So I'm going to hit it for you. I'm going to hit it. But I'm going to start with the intro of the post. And that is, we love boobs, but we know that there are a lot more names out there to describe the round things on your chest. So we thought we'd round up the best. Ooh, I like that pun. I love a pun. <laughs> round up the best. Okay, sorry. Here's our definitive list of the 101 words for boobs. And they start off with pretty much the ones I already mentioned. So the first section is keeping Wait a minute, that is a fucking typo. It says keeping in simple when it should say keeping it simple. Like, okay, guys, that was a huge proofleaf reading fucking blunder. Who missed that? Anyway, they have five of them here. One is breast, which duh, that's what we usually hear. Two boobs, three mammary glands. Don't think I ever heard anybody call them that. Four boobies and five tits. And then they have names 
uh, that the second section, food-related boobs. Six, fiery biscuits. That That is way out there. Never heard of that. Seven, melons. I call them that sometimes. Eight, baps. Never heard of that. Nine, coconuts. Ten, Yorkshire puddings. Okay. Eleven, bangers. Mm-mm. Twelve, cream pies. That just sounds fucking gross. Thirteen, iced gems. Fourteen, bacon hangers. I can't, I can't. 15 chips and dips. Now that's a good one. (laughs) I like that one. 16 fried eggs. That doesn't sound appetizing at all. Maybe it's also because I have a egg allergy, but anyway, 17 cantaloupes or actually I have an egg sensitivity, whatever. Fucking same realm to me. All right. Now they have a section that says milk related. So these are milk related names to breast. Um, she drank her second milk. That, that is literally the name. That's what it says. That's very weird. Um, I don't know why somebody would say all that just to refer to breasts, but okay. Milk monsters. That's a good one. And then milkers. Okay, the second section is celebrity names. There's only two here. (laughs) The first one is Brad Pitt's. The second one is Danny DeVito's. I don't understand either one of them, honestly. I don't know why people would do that but here's what makes more sense now the double axe this makes more damn sense the twins of course i've heard that one minnie and mickey i haven't heard that one but that's damn good phil and lil mary kate and ashley the mitchell brothers pinky and perky that sound i don't know about that ant and deck i don't know those people mario and luigi now, what I'm surprised about, then again, this site is UK-based, so I don't know how familiar they are with maybe some other American um, famous folks and sets of twins, but how the fuck you gonna miss putting Tia and Tamara Maori on this list? Like, are you kidding me? Especially since Doja Cat has a song called Tia and Tamara talking about her big, beautiful breast. <laughs> and I know this was published in 2016, but Tia and Tamara Maori have been relevant at that time. So that that's weird that they got missed. That's fucking wild. But anyway, moving on to the next section, which is animal related. Puppies. Snuggle pups. Cat flaps. That sounds disgusting. Watt dogs. That don't sound good either. Udders. That makes sense. Spaniel's ears. Mosquito bites. Now, I will comment on the mosquito bites. I feel like I had somebody back in the day refer to my breasts as mosquito bites. Very fucking rude, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And I'm really surprised somebody didn't put sweater puppies on here. Like, really? You didn't put fucking sweater puppies? But matter, maybe that's just an American thing. I don't know. Let's continue. So now they got a section called Cute Names. They don't sound that cute to me, but I'll read them anyway. <laughs> Noogies. Babs. Lils, the girls, buds, bips. I've heard the girls before, so I totally co-signed that. Then they have some uh, section here that says funny names. All right, well, I'll make that funny. It's kind of fucking creepy to me, but let's read them. Norks, Chebs, Maracas. I like that one. I'm even shaking mine right now. Y'all can't see it, but believe me when I tell you, I'm shaking them for the Maracas. Yes, I love that. Slammers. (laughs) I can see that. He's slamming them big old things on somebody's face. Two gold biddies. Yes, I'm so glad they put that on the list. Because, <laughs> yes, that is fucking hilarious. I love that one. And I've heard people say that multiple times. Cheblies. Wobs. Fun bags. Chesticles. Which, 
is one of my favorites is chesticles. Jugs, wops, tatas, bazoombas, breasticles. Wait, didn't they list that twice, I feel like? No, they didn't. All right, I'm thinking of something else. Bazookas. <laughs> I do like breasticles as well, though. Mammaries, Bristol cities, cha-chas. Oops, shaking it again because in relation to the maracas. Bosoms, jubilees, charlies, juggernauts, peaks, knockers. Now, I like knockers. I haven't heard that one in a long time. I only heard it in, like, this movie can't remember what the hell that movie was. It might have been one of those um, James Bond 007 movies, I believe. But who the hell was it? I think that was the Pierce Brosnan era of the 007 movies. I think I first heard knockers used in regards to this, like, Russian chick's breast that was in the movie. Okay, continuing on the list. <laughs> Rack. Shelf. Dongles. Nunga Nungas. Wangers. Oh, my God. I, I can't keep reading these. But the other one I will mention is Taddy Bojangles. <laughs> now, that is fucking wild. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think I want to read any more of these. But I will mention one that is one of my favorites. And they listed this one under the pretty grim names for boobs. And that is Dirty Pillows. And if you know, if you watch the OG Carrie movie, oh my gosh. Yes, the mother refers to Carrie's breast as Dirty Pillows. Why you got Dirty Pillows out and shit? Yes, ever since then, because that's the only time I ever heard that term used was in reference to that movie. And I did see the movie, actually. But other people, you know, you talk to them about it and it sticks out in their mind, that whole Dirty Pillows thing. I'm like, damn, yes, Dirty Pillows. Whew. But anyway, that is all and that is that. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and that if you haven't already subscribed to the OK Vibes blog, it is free. It is not, there's no paywall there and that's located at okvibes.wordpress.com. And if you haven't already, go and get your copy. Go get your damn copy. I got the paperback. I got the ebook of OK Vibes, the poetry. It is on sale on Amazon only, and I will be putting a link in the show notes. So look out for it, please. Look out for it. And if you're not already, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Justine Monique, J-U-S-T-I-N-E, M-O-N-I-K-U-E. And you may have noticed if you've been following me or maybe not or something, but I did put my account on private. Uh, I will not say exactly why, but I did because I just I just felt like I needed to do it. I don't know if I'm going to make it public again or not, but I'm also just mentioning that in case you're somebody new and you want to go and request a follower or something like, why the hell is her page private? Is she like a public figure? Not really, but <laughs> I have it on private. So if you go there and you're like, oh, God, it's private page. It's that is legit. Don't worry about it. It's, it's purposely private. It's my Twitter and Instagrams are private right at this time. Anyway, tune in next week for an all new episode at 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Thursday. You know, we like to kick it off on Thursday because that's Throwback Thursday. And technically, a lot of these posts were published some time ago. So, you know, it's fitting for Throwback Thursday. But all right. Thank you so much. Please share the show. Share it, baby. Help me get my numbers up. Will you? I appreciate it. Thank you. And ta-ta for now. Bye.